Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Ben. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 56 of The Usual Podcast, a podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me is my co-host, Will. Say hello, buddy. Why do you flip me off, young sir? I told you last week, it's, it gets me amped. It does, and uh, I'm okay with that. Indeed. So, uh, Frosty Beverages, enjoying them. What you having? Uh, well, earlier I partook in, a, in my standard Widmer Hefeweizen, okay. which was deliciousness. Indeed. Uh, tonight I'm drinking Lagunitas Daytime Fractured IPA. Fractional. Fractional, sorry. That's what they call a sessional. It's it's an IPA, but it's way low alcohol to where it's almost pointless. Yeah, which I'm okay with. <laughs> uh, I know you are. That's why I mentioned it. Because, you know, it's still a hoppy mess. Well, you did get some flack for your uh, Heineken last week. Yeah, and excuse me, get your hands off my <laughs> Heineken. <laughs> Uh, any excuse to say that? I'm drinking Ballast Point again uh, tonight, but instead of my standard Sculpin... I know, it's not Sculpin tonight. At Safeway tonight, I was so amped. I found a... um, They're featuring one of their other ones. It's their Big Eye IPA, and it has a big-ass tuna on the front. Because tuna have big eyes? Yeah, and it's it's amazing. Is it good? It's quite delicious. Nice. Uh, Way hoppier than what you've got there, buddy, but it's all good. Oh, okay, and I do have to say, okay. we don't normally bag on beers here. No. But no, because we love beer. We do. We love beer and uh, and other you know spirits. Uh, myself, I am a huge uh, rum and coke fan. But we partook of a what was it? Double? Oh yeah. Uh, uh, we was... were at our local pub and they had a. Uh, it was called double. It was a bock. It was a double bock of some sort. It was and like double sot. Oh, double bock. It doesn't even matter. It was like it was basically like if you joined something that wanted to be beer. With Espresso. something that is like kind of coffee and then made it gross. <laughs> That's pretty much what it was. It was not good. And it was gross. And we didn't enjoy it. But fortunately, we just had a taste of it. So that was fine. Yes. And that's actually one reason why I'm looking forward uh, I'm okay with the hoppiness, because it's actually getting that rotten beer taste out of my mouth. Well, indeed. And so before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com, email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com, and find us on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and Swartor Network. At Darth Pops on Twitter is myself, and Will is at I'm Will Griggs. We're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, so take the time, give us positive ratings, love us, like us. Not only are we getting more uh, Podbean followers... Okay. Very nice. Which is very important. Um, but before I mention, we have timestamps in the show notes. This week we're not. Uh, this week. <laughs> this is just a very to preface weird it, format. This is a weird format for us this week because we are tomorrow leaving for, uh, Silicon Valley Comic Con. Yeah. Baby. And since there was pretty much no Star Tour news or Star Wars news that was worth, uh, taking up a whole segment, we decided to throw some pop culture at you this week and then run away and then we'll record our normal show with a big chunk of uh, Comic-Con stuff. So it's going to be really exciting. Uh, So this week will be shorter, but um, we do appreciate the reviews and the uh, Podbean followers on our feed. And uh, before I get to Patreon, actually, I'm going to say patreon.com slash usual podcast. We were going to do another drawing on episode 60. Give us a buck or two an episode. We're still trying to get to 15 bucks an episode before we can do a round table. And I really want to do that um, that blooper reel. Last episode, dude, I had eight bloopers, eight, and only and only seven of them were mine. <laughs> well, <laughs> eight were yours, but it's okay. Uh, but thank you to Joshua 
our newest patron. Thank so you, Josh. Welcome Hello. to the usual podcast patron Patreon family. Uh, I will say I'm going to send you something in game, but I won't. Um, <laughs> and so if you would like to find me on, uh, you know, Swotor, I will happily give you one of the packs that I got from the, not this most recent pack, but the last one. Nice. Um, you know, I want to give a quick shout out to, uh, you know, one of our longtime listeners who has started following uh, me on Pinterest. Devin, nice. Devin Moore. Oh, yeah. You be, yeah, he was a patron. Yes. Oh, wow. Uh, and dude, he's, Awesome. Uh, he's very he's very active on uh, on our Pinterest, and which is very cool because like he's in the guild too. Yeah, yeah. and I, I posted a, a bunch of stuff on on Pinterest this week, especially there's some beautiful high res character images from the Civil War. Very cool that I posted to our Marvel board, and he's all about those, and it was really cool stuff. Cool. So, so we actually uh, speaking of people we love, uh, our I'm I'm mentioning this early, uh, but our friend John Skeen. John Skeen. And we love John. We had him on the show before um, for one of our one shots. And we'll have him on again at least uh, eight more times because uh, he's amazing. At least. Um, but we are going – well, I don't want to spoil it. But, you know, if you're a big contributor to the show, we will send you stuff. And usually we receive things from John. Um, not to be weird, but some he usually sends Indiana us beer. beer. Yeah. Oh, some he, great beer. And he usually sends us beer and stuff like that. But he is um, – single-handedly helping us out with our our comic-con adventure so we will be sending look for um some coolness in the mail my friend yes thank you john we really appreciate it thank you john you're you're a great asset to our community like literally my hero literally he's a better man than us figuratively well literally literally anyway so audibletrial.com slash usual podcast uh you know get a free audiobook on us i'm still i'm (laughs) all i'm misborned up i'm gonna stay with misborn Okay, that's you, just me. You've gone so far into the Mistborn. I'm never coming out. Pit. I'm in the mist. You bought one of the Mistborn books for your wife. I did for her birthday. For her birthday I actually bought her a hard copy of it uh, because I was like, "You would love this," and she would love it, and I wanted her to read it, so I bought it for. Her. Very nice. Not helping Audible, but but helping your local brick and mortar. Well, <laughs> let me tell you, it paid out my butt for those books. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I love to support my local businesses. And so we have many ways to support the show. Uh, we also have Warby Parker and Gamefly, of course. Uh, find it on our support page and, you know, click, get some glasses, get the Netflix of gaming going and, and have some fun on us. Have you're, some fun. You're welcome. So we are not going to do a full blown tour section. Not at all. I have two things to mention. Two. Well, community section. Yes. Really quick. Uh, the GGC number 13 posted and <laughs> I had to give Brian some crap because he said I was from, uh, what, did, what was Old it? Republic Radio. Old Republic Radio. He had like Peleus from like escape podcasts. Like I think he had it sorted out, but I had to give him some crap, but it was a lot of fun. Definitely give that a listen. We'll have a link in the show notes. You, you know what it would help with, uh, with that is if you plan ahead with show notes. Well, you have show notes and <laughs> don't rely on copy and pasting, but you know, who am I? Oh. Oh, boom. Feud's still going. So anyway, we love those guys. Uh, we actually got some really good feedback on the Twitterverse, uh, in Twitters, uh, for that because who was it? Master Lou said it was the best GC ever. Yeah. I think it's because I was on it. Absolutely. Anyway, and the feud was sort of alive and there was something about beans and it was hilarious. Anyway, give it a listen. Old Republic Radio, uh, did put their last show out. I listened to it a couple days ago. Um, it was, a, it, they went out the way they should have. It was a good show. Good show. So definitely check that out. And Korean Run Radio, uh, had some weeks off, of course, with JT's, um, surgery and stuff like that, but right. he's back, uh, and they had Mox on. Oh, nice. And we know Mox, obviously, from our wog runs. So Mox is one of our best he's our woggers. Hero. 
I mean, one of our one of our better leaders of the group. So he yeah. knows all the fights. Very He's patient. Very patient. And and we love Mox. So it was a really good episode. Him, Heather, and JT. Nice. So very good. That's it for Sword Tour. The one last thing I want to do, and I'm gonna put a link in the show notes too, but or maybe I won't because it's it's super random. We've been asking for a while if they were gonna do Cantinas. Yes, they we have. And um the bottom line is they plan to do Cantinas. They just don't have any announcements yet. And I think, from what I understand, their next um, plan for a cantina is London. London, baby. So let me just read the post here. It says, uh, somebody asked Community Cantina Tour 2016, any plans yet? Uh, we're planning to do cantinas again this year, although we aren't ready to give uh, specifics just yet. I can say we're looking at a Star Wars celebration in London to likely be our first cantina of the year. Uh, once we have details uh, locked down on our schedule, I'll let you know. So they're skipping. and They've come up to San Francisco before. Um, and that yeah. kind of thing. So it would have been nice for them to kind of do more than, I, it sounds like they're just doing two. If they do this one and then what, what a month, month and a half later is Comic Con, yeah. right? I'm guessing what would make sense to me is if they're trying to limit them, right? Um, you know, they're not just going to be doing like a tour, like coming up to San Francisco or going up to, you know, wherever, Chicago or whatever. Right. Um, they're probably going to just, marry them to the big events yeah. so you'll have uh, star wars celebrations you'll have comic-con i'm guessing new york comic-con yeah probably so probably those three would be the big ones, and that's fine i mean as long as they still keep doing san diego i mean obviously we we find plenty of things to do without them but yeah. that's one of the reasons why we all got together in the first place last year was because of all the stuff leading up to coffee oh so. absolutely exactly and, you know, Darren DePaul and all that stuff. We, we had a great time. So, all right. So, we are jumping. Yeah, we're we into are. pop culture. Oh, should we do a bumper? Bumper. Should I actually click on the bumper or? I, I like can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Oh, we've never gotten here so quick. Barely I know, right? Eleven minutes into the episode, <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. So uh, let's let's just get to it, dude. It's like a hit and run episode. Yeah, we're running in and out, hit and run. Here we go. Um, I just have one uh, little bit of news, and this is more of a public service announcement. Mm. Um, Marvel and Disney and uh, are really doing a great project. Um, yeah, as you know, Marshall and I both work in uh, at a high school. Um, so any of, uh, anyone else out there that either has, uh, daughters in high school or work in the education field, um, they're doing a great thing called, uh, girls reforming the future. Hmm. And it's based on STEM, um, uh, education, which is science, technology, engineering, and math. And it challenges girls between the ages of 15 and 18, uh, between 10 and 12th grade. And you come up with a plan on how you could change the world, and you come up with a a, a uh, like a panel discussion for like a TED talk almost, and you submit it, and they uh, they pick I think five their five favorites, and you get flown to L.A. to like do this presentation in front of like people hmm. that can actually make it happen. Well, that sounds awesome. It is very cool. Um, I can't. I, the link is in the show notes. Yeah, I definitely check it out. Um, you know, if you're if you're a parent, if you're in PTA, if you're an educator, anything, spread the word at your local uh, your local um, STEM uh, classes and you know science and technology, engineering, math, and and uh, just really 
I mean, we've we've already talked about girls who code a few. Right, right. We ago. talked about that a while back. Yeah, anything to promote not only uh, girls but anybody to get into the fields that are the future. For sure. I mean, you can't all be huge successes like Marshall and I with liberal arts degrees. <laughs> Look, I mean, I'm I'm killing it with my uh, BA in modern literature and my uh, my my BA in in history with what am, what with my minor do? in media arts and technology. What are we gonna do? Seriously, poor life choices, bro. <laughs> Sorry, moving on. Uh, <laughs> so I have some convention we, news. We got a little real there. <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh, we just looked at our lives and got really sad. All right, so under the tents. Uh, so this is uh, a a link, and I have this uh, in the show notes. This is a link from uh, SCCC uh, unofficial Comic-Con blog, which, you know, again, is a good resource for all things happening at Comic-Con coming up at San Diego Comic-Con, I should say. Yes. And they made a, an announcement. Well, they basically reported this, uh, of various people saying that they're going to be at San Diego Comic-Con. And so Felicia Day, uh, definitely confirmed they're going to do their offset again with Legendary nice. and Nerdist. We, and we talked about this last week that, you know, with, uh, Walking Dead. Yeah. Leaving the Petco area. Maybe they'll be uh, taking up an even bigger presence. Oh, so here it goes. It says, here under the tents, uh, we break down all the latest news and tidbits for you, including that uh, word that Felicia Day and Geek and Sundry will be back with what sounds like another offsite. Um, and it says, NinjaBot, where to find NinjaBot, the latest adorable crocheted critter from uh, Geeky, Ho- Ho- Geeky Hooker. Ooh, that might be a little past our, wow. our rating. Um, anyway, moving on. <laughs> Uh, but basically, Felicia Day says, uh, about four minutes into a Felicia Day Rise of the Tomb Raider YouTube video, Day revealed that she will be attending Comic-Con 2016 with the following quote. I'm only doing two things this year con-wise. Uh, guys, literally only two. I'm o- I'm doing San Diego Comic-Con, of course. Uh, Geek and Sundry, my company, has a party and event at event site every year with the with Nerdist and Legendary. Very excited about that. Last year was a big blast. So hopefully, if you come down there, you don't need a badge. You can just come out and hang out offsite. And we can uh, attest that it was so much fun last year. Oh, it was great. It was basically it's a little mini con in and of itself. It is. I mean, in just a like, I mean, Grant, we waited in line for I think it was what two and a half hours to get into the event last year. Oh yeah, year. but we were near the front. We didn't have we to were, get there yeah, quite no, that we early, were but near the front, but we were able to. We met Felicia Day again for the third time. Fourth, um, fourth. fourth for me. Fourth for you. Third for me. Yeah. Um, but we also got to see uh, Nathan Fillion and Alan Tudyk on stage. Uh, we got to see uh, so many people. It was, it was, oh, so those YouTubers that were making that video, that movie. Yeah, um, uh, Grace Helbig and um, yeah, and the one that does drunk, uh, drunk, not drunk history, but drunk kitchen. Yeah, drunk kitchen. Um, um we also had. Uh, I think we saw Paul F. Tompkins, and we saw the entire cast of Orphan Black. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, as far as convention stuff, again, like we said, we are taking off tomorrow. And we'll have way more stuff from San Jose Comic-Con or Silicon Valley Comic-Con coming up. Yes. Thank you, Steve Wozniak, for giving this opportunity for more geekdom. Yeah, I'm stoked. All right, so let's get to TV. Yeah, so Supergirl has wrapped up their first season, and I am actually officially caught up. And it is just... I'm officially not. It is just getting stronger. Yeah, it's it it's it, the first few episodes for me have been a little rough and uh-huh. i know it's a tough sell with my wife too but we're trying to get through it because i know it gets better it is it's and i can't wait for the crossover lots of strong female characters and the the crossovers in two weeks yeah i'm very excited the crossover with flash by the way and actually they just released a video today that shows part of them racing oh i know i <laughs> it's gonna be so uh, cool. it's gonna be awesome um and uh on top of that they they did a little thank you video for thanking their fans because very cool. 
I'm very, very cool. If any of you listen to Hollywood Babylon or basically anything that Kevin Smith does, you'll Why know that, you not? that Kevin Smith has been taking a couple weeks off because he is up in Canada filming The Flash. Flash. And so uh, he posted out, uh, I believe it was on Instagram uh, or Twitter, one or the other, but it said, uh, look at these losers <laughs> hanging outside Jitters. Jitters is the coffee shop inside uh, The Flash, obviously. And it's uh, Jay and Tyler Bob. It's, you know, it's Kevin Smith and Jay Muse, but they're in there. You know, he's wearing his backwards movie cap. And, and so it's a, uh, it's really cool. And so it would be kind of cool if that episode comes out and there's a little bit part of Jay and Silent Bob in there. Well, here's the thing. They joked about, um, I think he was talking to, a... well, they mentioned it on Babylon. Yeah. And I, I want to say he was talking to Mark too on, uh, um, Mark Bernard, Mark Bernard. And he was saying like, you know, I'm not going to put Jay and Silent Bob or anything in front of a convenience store, but, you know, but I mean, I think it'd be pretty damn funny oh, if, yeah. like, they were just kind of hanging out in front of there on the one he, I mean, I don't think it would do the universe any harm. I think it'd be No, and fun. granted, it, I mean, it takes place in Central City, but I believe they film in Vancouver. Yeah. And the funny thing about that is that's where Kevin Smith went to film school. Yeah, exactly. So it kind of brings it all full, full circle. I, I think it'd be fun. But anyway, um, so speaking of Kevin Smith, right? Did you see this clip? I from did Sam- not. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, I watched it. It's it's five minutes or something. The clip from Saturday Night Live, but um, it wasn't him. Uh, but they were. It was a um. It was somebody be t- be tending to be Kevin. Smith. Exactly. It was a. It was like a Family Feud kind of thing, right. but it was actors versus. Uh, great directors. So it was kind of cool that they were making fun of him because saying he was a great director. Right. The person who played him was terrible. Oh, really? Um, but it was like, but the, not terrible, but the funny thing was he, <laughs> he just kept saying podcasts, podcasts. I like podcasts <laughs> and stuff like that. And it was, it's definitely worth checking out. I have a link in the show notes. Oh, I'm definitely have to check that out. That was uh, the episode hosted by uh, Ariana Grande, right? Yeah. And yeah. she played, um, <laughs> She played Hunger Girls chick, uh, Lawrence, Jennifer Lawrence. And she was saying That's how, awesome. like, uh, it, you have to watch it because the, the, the jokes against Jennifer Lawrence were probably harsher than the ones against Kevin Smith. But I, one of the most recent, uh, Smith podcasts I listened to, he was like, dude, I've always wanted to be on SNL and I kind of was. <laughs> Dude, Which is pretty he would cool. be a great host of SNL. He would be. He would be really good. But anyway. They'd have to have the, the sensor beeper. Oh, for sure. Every two seconds, because he'd be so lit. I know, right? Um, but definitely worth checking out. Uh, link in the show notes for that. A lot of fun. Uh, what do you got? Um, Jennifer Beals uh, has been cast in Taken, the TV show that's uh, going to be oh, the yeah. prequel to the Taken trilogy. Um, and if you don't remember just uh, Jennifer Beals, she uh, is probably most famous. She was in the L Word. She played Bet in the L Word. Oh, okay. But uh, most iconically, uh, she was the welder in Flashdance. Who did that <laughs> iconic dance in the 80s. That's funny. Um, so that's Jennifer Beals. And she has been cast as, I believe, a CIA operative who is the one that actually takes Brian Mills under her, her wing. Okay. At the beginning of his career. Um, so that should be pretty cool. Cool. I wish I was more stoked about this. Only because I could not be. I am more behind on Gotham than I am with Supergirl. Yeah, well, I think it's just because Supergirl hasn't made as many episodes. I know. It's killing me, dude. But, I, uh, uh I liked Gotham too, but I just, it's, it's a watch by myself kind of show and I haven't caught up yet. Yeah. And well, and to finish this off, Gotham has uh, been picked up for season three. Yeah. I never said that. And I think it's, it's definitely on the, the weight of that their villains concept is really taken off. Yeah. From what I hear, this second season was pretty, pretty strong. Well, especially with, uh, Paul Rubens coming in as the, the, uh, the penguin's father. Oh man. And the guy who plays the penguin is ridiculously good. Yeah. So good. Um, all right. So what else do we have here? Luke Cage. September 30th. September 30th. I'm so amped. 
I can't am even tell you. So amped. So uh, all we have left after that is Iron Fist. Is Iron Fist. The cool thing about Luke Cage is we're. I mean, it, it's. I don't want to say impossible, but it's very unlikely that we have a whole season of Luke Cage without seeing one, any Jessica Jones. Right. Oh, she has to show up. Absolutely. And two, without seeing the introduction of Iron Fist. Because mm-hmm. they're buddies. They're boys. They are. They're, they're, they're a crime fighting team. Yep. So, uh, couldn't be more excited about that. Uh, uh, the, I, they picked a perfect dude, dude for. Mike Coulter is the perfect casting choice. So good. Anyway. So September 30th. Um, all right. So we're moving on to movie news and, you know, probably the biggest movie news of the, of the week is obviously, uh, uh, Disney's Alan Horn has come out and confirmed that there is going to be an Indiana Jones five. And this has already been in the works. Um, we've talked about it before and it was kind of like the writing was on the wall ever since Lucasfilm got bought out by Disney. Um, because well, and most importantly, we have Harrison Ford is coming back. Yeah. Harrison Ford is coming back. And some people are a little hesitant about that. But the thing that I love is that it's Harrison Ford's definitely coming back. Steven Spielberg's directing. Kathleen Kennedy and Frank Marshall, who have produced them all, um, are producing them. And people forget that Kathleen Kennedy started with Spielberg early yeah. on. Is I think one of uh, her first things was associate producer on E.T. But she is now the one that's running Lucasfilm. Yeah. No, it's a win. She took over from, from Lucas. But I think the biggest win, and I hate to say this, is that Lucas is not part of it. Because, yeah. I mean, George Lucas is... No one wants to say it, but... He's a brilliant it. story guy. Don't yeah. get me wrong. And he is actually the main person behind the Indiana Jones concept. But he really just did not do mm. it any service with Kingdom of the Crystal School by in, insisting that aliens be involved. Right. Um, but it was the, the big upshot is they really didn't give any new information except for they have a release date of July 19th, 2019. Right. This is important for two reasons. Um, one, by the time they get to filming, uh, Harrison Ford is going to be 75 years old. So they really have to decide whether they're either going to do an old person Indiana Jones, which is possible because they have uh, established in the young Indiana Jones show, uh, shows of the eighties and nineties, um, that he does live into his, I believe his nineties. Right. But the other thing is they can also consider bookending it where Harrison Ford is there at the beginning of the end. And it's more of an origin story in the middle. Um, but the other important thing about the date is if any of you have followed the Marvel release schedule, this is exactly one week after what is scheduled to be the release of the Inhumans. And this is where it gets tricky because Inhumans has been off and on, off and on right. since release. They, but the Inhumans is getting more of an impact in S.H.I.E.L.D. from what I understand. Yeah. Agents of Shield. No, it's all about the Inhumans. Yeah. And the, uh, the newest addition to the, uh, to the Marvel Puzzle Quest game is the, uh, offspring of an Inhuman. Right. So, uh, it's Quake. Which is Quake. Yeah. Who's pretty much the main character in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. So, uh. One of the main characters. Exactly. So they're definitely tying in the Inhumans. It's where they're going to go all, all out with it. And it, at the very least, they're going to have to move the release date. Yeah. I, I, I mean, obviously we're years away, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I, I, I am very excited about Indy though. Oh, I'm very excited about Indy. I love Indiana Jones. I dressed up as him as Indiana Jones at least three times as a kid. Okay. I have to say that For I actually dressed up as Indiana Jones at an Oscars party less than 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It wasn't even 10 years old, but that's cool. Okay. Let's move on. But I do have to say that, you know, when I saw Rage of the Lost Ark when I was six is what yeah. convinced me to go into history and that okay. my degree is in history. And I, I remember I had a recording of, um, Temple of Doom on, oh, on yeah. VHS and I used to watch it all I'm the time. I'm not yeah. I used to, and, and it was funny because I was young when I was doing it, when I was watching it and it was just like, 
that that's a very it's a very dark very dark and i think that's i think that could have been maybe the origin of my love for dark movies and you know what the funny thing is it's also one of the origins of pg-13 rating and there's that because raiders of lost ark and gremlins i believe are the two movies that really uh, i think you're right forced uh, the mpaa to, to, to make a distinction to create a <laughs> pg-13 uh, rating totally all right man avenger stuff yeah, uh, the Russo brothers have actually been coming out and talking uh, quite a bit about not only Captain America Civil War, obviously, because that's coming up soon, but the Avengers. And so, uh, first of all, let's, let's talk about this, the, the Civil War thing they said first. And one is that they confirmed there are post-credit scenes, which, yep. you know, shocker. But they actually said there could be up to three. That seems like excessive. Exactly. I mean, they usually have two. <laughs> they usually have a, a... Yeah, one mid, one right. at the end. Yeah. Exactly. And one's usually a joke, and one's actually story relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, with the the last one, Ant-Man, Ant-Man yep. they just had the one, which right. was the the, see, the cut scene from, uh, from, Kit, the from Civil Wasp. War. Yeah. But the rumor is that it could be Doctor Strange, it could mm. be Guardians, or it could be a tie-in to Hulk and Thor, which is what's oh, going to lead cool. up to Ragnarok. Because neither Hook nor Thor are in uh, Civil War. Oh yeah, I guess they're not. No, right. So I guess that would bridge the connect. That would make the connection between why Hulk's not there and why. Right, uh, because basically he goes off to. I mean, yeah. from what I understand, in Ragnarok he's up in Asgard. Yeah, but and, and that's the thing. If Hulk was around during Civil War, that He'd might be involved. That, that might well, and also with lopsided one side. Oh, absolutely. Because <laughs> Hulk plus you got to remember, especially <laughs> when uh, and he'd obviously go on the side of the Black Widow. And he would kill but, everybody. But on the, on the funny side. thing is, is Black Widow's on the side of the government too. So would Bruce Banner really go on the side of the government? Uh, I say Hulk that needs was, to show up. <laughs> Moving on. That'd be cool. Uh, the next thing is, is that they talked about how, I mean, we already said that there's going to be what, 68 named characters oh, yeah. in Avengers? I think 69. Wars. Like they, they moved it up to 69 or something yeah. like that. But no, the, it was 67 to 68. Yeah. But the cool thing is, is the Rooster Brothers did not. So we're actually going to see characters we've never seen before. Cool. Um, which is very cool. I mean, and one thing I think it could do is launch off some other, like the Inhumans or yeah, yeah. Captain Marvel was a, an obvious. Oh, that'd be great. Because yeah. Captain Marvel's due out in 2018. Right. Infinity War is 2017. So it's, a, it's a, they haven't cast, uh, Captain Marvel yet, have they? No, they haven't. But also it's, a, I know what's her name. Rousey really wants yeah, it. Yeah, she really wants it. But there's, it's a great way to tie it in because, you know, in the comics, they're, Really pushing Civil War two now, right? Mm-hmm. Which is actually Deadpool's coming into a little bit. I cannot wait. But it it looks like it's actually Iron Man versus Captain Marvel is <laughs> the 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 big uh, battle on that one. Sounds amazing. Um, and then the other we one live in a great time. We do. We live, we live in, in a, a wonderful time. time. And this one's more of like just a a discussion of what something is, and that's the uh, um, that Russo came out and said it's very uh, you have to be very careful in deciding distinguishing what is recasting and what is replacing. Gotcha. Um, I'll give you two examples of, of, uh, of each. Um, we've already seen two major recastings when it comes to Avengers uh, characters. Obviously, uh, Mark Ruffalo taking over for Edward Norton right. as the Hulk, and also uh, Don Cheadle taking over from Terrence Howard for War Machine. Right. Right. That's, Cheadle's awesome. Right. That's a, uh, a recasting. Right. Right. The character itself doesn't change. Now, the replacing, this happens more in comics, and we really haven't had to deal with it on screen yet. But, for example... Like female Thor. Right, like female yeah. Thor, but also especially with... Uh, but that's still... It's a it's a little bit different. Um, and like That's more of a I passing of a torch spoil sort of thing, thing, I guess. Yeah. Well, it is. I, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but let's just say... 
um, Steve Rogers is not the only person that puts on a Captain America outfit. Right. As of right now, we're on our third in the comics. Right. Right. And it's people that we know. So I'm just going to put it out there. So therefore, the Captain America icon has been replaced twice. And the big uh, reason this comes into discussion is um, there's already uh, contract bargaining and stuff going on with what's going to happen with Robert Downey Jr. and how they're going to play out Iron Man. Right. Is there going to be a new Iron Man? Is it going to be a new casting? Or are they just going to kind of like retire the character for a while and have him come back? Well, and from the trailers, it looks like um, Iron Patriot doesn't do too well. Uh, it looks like he might be injured. Right, because that's the thing is because Iron Man does go away for a little bit. Place. Right, because Iron Man does go away for. Well, a he does bit. take his place in the other one. Yeah. Right, because in the comics, uh, Iron Patriot is the modern moniker right. of Warhammer or War Machine. War Machine. Uh, who's da- who's uh, Rhodes? Right? right. Um, the Don Cheadle character, and so in current arcan- incarnation, he's the Iron Patriot. So. Yeah. That's another replacing of that, that model. So it's just, it's, 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 it is a great time to be a geek, but you also have to take it with a grain of salt that not the average food moviegoer won't understand the distinction really. So are you saying we should let go of our, our flash issue? Yeah. I think it is. Cause I know you, <laughs> is and, it I've, time? <laughs> you and I have both had this issue. Yeah. And, uh, it's hard to like, I mean, look, when you fall in love and I just listened to, um, this is sort of, Real quick, impromptu podcast corner, but I just listened to uh, the most recent Assembly of Geeks, and they did their whole, you know, uh, Final Four kind of thing with right. with they did, they did DC characters this year. Um, but but one of the things that that is really interesting is that when the Flash came up against somebody, right, it's because of the love of that TV show and the love for Barry Allen, that Barry Allen, that Grant Gustin's Barry, that Allen. he got. All the way that almost he got almost all the way through. Yeah, and every time they came up against him, it's just like, well, I love the Flash. Yep, and it's hard not to love that iteration of the Flash. It is, it is great, and it's it's and here we are again. Yeah, well, I mean, we're just <laughs> coming up as like we're fans fans of Grant Gustin as Barry Allen, mm-hmm. right? Forget the the moniker of the Flash because there are also different flashes, right? But what they were they're yeah. Barry yeah. Allen's on their head. Yeah, that Barry our Allen. Barry Allen is right. Grant Gustin, right? right. Um, whereas, you know, like some people, some people's Batman is Adam West. Some people's Batman yep. is Michael Keaton. It's I don't know how many of them are Clooney, but <laughs> exactly. something else. Right. But, um, <laughs> but with the, the Flash movie that's coming up in relation to Justice League, right? They're, right. They're delineating between the, the DC TV and the DCU. Right. And so they're, and it's just frustrating because they could easily change it to Wally West or they could turn, change it to any of the other Flash incarnations. And then you have the opportunity to bring Barry Allen in. As Grant Gustin. Exactly. And so is, but this is us trying to get over that. We haven't. We haven't yet, but this is <laughs> us. Literally, because I brought up for a second. Here we are, yeah. 10 minutes later. But it's us understanding that yeah. it's going to, it's more for the mainstream audience that exactly. these differences are going to be happening. Right. All right. Um, so that's it that we have on the Russo stuff, because they did have a few interviews this week. So did we, did we talk good. about this last week? Uh, we did not. Okay. Uh, so Sy- Sylvester Stallone, uh, his Guardian of the Galaxy Volume 2 role has been revealed. Yeah, I knew he got cast, and I knew that he was uh, already doing uh, his filming, but I did not know what his uh, character has been actually named. Right. So Sylvester Stallone will be featured as one of Yondu's Ravagers in Guardian of the Galaxy's Volume 2. Nice. And has been in a few scenes already completed. No other information uh, like his name and purpose is known at this time. But with the casting of Stallone, it looks like the Ravagers might play a bigger role. If you're going to put Stallone as a Ravager, 
And in the first movie, the Ravagers popped in a few times, and you know you yeah, saw Yondu a lot. Yeah, but... Yondu was the is the is Michael Rooker. He's yeah, the guy with oh, the, so the whistle arrow. So good, and that whistle arrow is just when he takes down all those dudes. That oh, I just love that movie. Um, but anyway, uh, I'm excited to see Stallone I'm and really what he's going to do. See his makeup. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to be good. Like, I mean, is he human? Is he going to be a humanoid like Yondu? What's going to happen? Right. Uh, next thing we have in here, is, I thought was pretty cool. Aquaman and the Flash solo movies will continue the story from Justice League. Right, which they're they're really taking their cues from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And if they don't, they're, they're idiots. Exactly. <laughs> so this is kind of a no-brainer, but like they do in the Marvel movies, it does continue uh, the storyline. So right. I think it's that's not gonna like be exciting. Green Lantern, which is a standalone thing. Right. When they finally do Green Lantern Corps in what five years, four years, something like that. Right. Um, or. Um, shazam or whatever they're all gonna yeah. link up i'm finding myself very excited about the aquaman thing i really am i really so want to see I. what they do i know mo is gonna be good but i think I, I i don't know i think if they do it right it'll you know and this has been said it'll many redeem times aquaman. yeah it will redeem him i mean he gets made fun of a lot but he's very powerful and he's very good but people give him so much crap. You know, <laughs> one of my favorite rants is on Smodcast early on. They do this whole rant about about uh, Aquaman, and it's one of the funniest things you see. You can see it on. They actually animated it. You can find it on on YouTube, uh, where it's Mosier and and Smith basically <laughs> doing this whole scenario with Aquaman. It's freaking hilarious. That is really funny. You know, it's there are two things. I mean, because I like I said, I grew up neither Marvel or DC. I mean, I kind of watched some stuff but i wasn't like i never got into justice league of america or any of that sort of thing but i do remember super friends yeah from the 80s right and in 70s i think and i just remember aquaman being like the little kind of pardon my friends but like kind of the bitch of the group right yeah, right and i mean the outfit didn't help but then i, yeah, I always doesn't. remember i want to say it was it was either family guy or a comic that i saw but it showed <laughs> it showed aquaman just like chilling on a chair in the bottom of the ocean and like he's having fish wait on him hand and foot and and he has this fish come up and like is bringing him a, a you know like a scotch on the rocks oh that's awesome and then he complains that there's water in it <laughs> so it's not like spongebob where you can get wet while you're underwater exactly which is hilarious oh um, this is me yeah chris Terrio might not be writing justice league 2 yeah what's going on with that this is interesting because apparently and i and i just found i think i just saw this today uh, it said Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice screenwriter Chris Terrio initially wasn't going to pen the Justice League script, but he changed his mind after seeing the Jesse Eisenberg and Holly Hunter perform his material with as much care as an independent film. Now fans want to know if the Oscar winning scribe will be back for Justice League Part 2. And he basically says, I've written Justice League Part 1, but I won't necessarily write Part 2. Terrio told the Wall Street Journal, uh, this has been the most rigorous intellectual exercise that I've had in my writing life. For Batman v Superman, I want to really dig into everything from ideas about American power uh, to the structure of revenge tragedies to the huge canon of DC uh, comics to Amazon mythology. For Justice League, I could be reading uh, reading in the same day about red and blue shifts in physics, uh, you know, and he goes on and on. So basically, I don't know. Doesn't sound like he's going to do it. I mean, I could, I mean, just as we've seen with uh, JJ taking a, a break from Star Wars and, you know, everyone kind of takes breaks from these really draining projects. It's completely understandable. But doesn't it also kind of, I mean, is this Justice League 2 or Part 2? Because he says, I've written Justice League Part 1. Yeah, because it's a two-parter just like Infinity War. Okay. All right. That makes sense. All right. Cool. Well, 
We'll see how it goes. Uh, Wonder Woman wraps filming. Yeah, I mean, they, they, that was a really quick turnaround. Feels like that went fast. Yeah. I feel like we just started talking about that they were filming a little while back. Like six to eight weeks, something like that, which is a pretty standard movie, I think, but not for a superhero film. Yeah. Um, but I, I think this just bodes well that things are going smooth. For sure. All right. Well, killing Um, joke time again. Yeah. Well, we talked about the killing joke last week and how, uh, the uh, impact of the new um, Batgirl comic from uh, from last week is impacting its uh, application to canon. But we already talked a couple weeks ago about how uh, they're bringing back Mark Hamill to play the Joker. No, yeah, in the if movie, they don't they're ridiculous? Yeah, the movie for the Killing Joke, where right. Mark Hamill himself, you know, he's taking a little break from Star Wars, and he tweeted out three straight pictures of scenes from the movie with no the way. words "the killing oh. joke." All with quotes from the movie, and so it's our first. I'm so link. glad he's involved. Yeah, and so uh, so there's a link in the show notes to, if you want to take a look at some of the pictures, or you can just, of course, I don't know why you aren't already following Mark Hamill on Twitter, but no, if you're not, you're a crazy person. Exactly. Next thing is, um, you know, Indiana Jones was not the only one. See this? Okay, read that because that's... okay. So you were about to say a story, and I double checked because I had this in my thing. Right, because this movie. Okay. We're talking about, go ahead, go ahead. We're talking about Beetlejuice 2. Right. And this has been up and down in development hell for months, or for years. But there was a article just a couple of days ago that said that Burton and Keaton and Ryder were all on board. Right. And so literally, literally the next day, uh, same site said, uh, you know, Tim Burton's rep says Beetlejuice 2 is non-development. So it says, Friday morning, people across the globe woke up to a news that Beetlejuice 2's in development, but now a rep for Tim Burton has thrown cold water on that report. It all started with blah, 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 and it says, um, the story took a turn when various sites reached out to Burton rep for confirmation, and what they got back from an official statement informing them uh, was that the quote attributed to the quirky filmmaker is fabricated. No! And it says Tim did not provide a statement to confirm Beetlejuice 2 as a movie is in development. Okay, now I'm I'm just I'm done. I know. I'm I'm done. I know, I'm sorry, buddy. I didn't want to be the guy, but You're I, the guy. I had you had this and then I had this and we contradicted each other. It evens out though. Wah, wah. Yeah, exactly. Well, we reported and then unreported. This I thought was interesting because remember all the flack? Yeah, we were having a discussion when we were talking about the Ghostbusters trailer a couple of weeks ago that um Everyone was giving flack to it because Leslie Jones was the only black person who was also not the only not the only non doctor. Uh, right, exactly. She's streetwise and right. you know, typical exactly. black role, right? Right. And so it turns out It turns out that Leslie Jones's Ghostbuster role was originally written for Melissa McCarthy. So don't hang it on the writers. But I guess and I heard this on another podcast, they were saying that I guess because uh, and I and he looks actually kinda of funny is the wife's been really into McCarthy lately, and we've watched Spy. We watched a couple of her movies. And I haven't stuff. watched Spy yet. But Spy's funny. It was actually one of the better ones. Um, what was the other one? Um, uh, the Heat with we her watched and Sandra that. Bullock. We watched that was that was really good. And we watched the other one where she's like uh, um, Tammy. Oh, with uh, her and um, old actress. It's not Debbie Reynolds. No, it's. I'll look it up in a sec. Uh, but anyway, so I, from what I understand from the other podcasts I listened to, they said. Basically, they didn't want her to be in her usual role, right? But the problem with that is, if if you don't do that, if you take that away and give it to, excuse me, if you switch it around, then you're in the situation where, well, we didn't really mean for the... Susan Sarandon. Sarandon. Uh, yeah, we didn't mean for the black woman to have the stereotypical role. Oops. 
like uh, it, it's worse now. Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> and and I think it would have worked. And I don't know. Okay, one, I haven't seen the movie, but okay. I think it would have worked really well if McCarthy was the other character. Okay, this uh, coming from a writer standpoint, both yeah. you and I are writers. Indeed, um, um, you a little bit more gung ho than I am at the moment. Well, I've written more. Yes. Who knows what's going to happen with it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, but uh, this clears the writers. It's not yeah. a writing concept. Yeah. This is all down to the casting directors and the producers. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. I, I think I would have liked to see the movie the other way because just because, uh, I mean, if they're already doing the women thing, like, why not break the mold of the other thing and keep McCarthy where she's comfortable and funnier? I don't know. Not funnier. I mean, she decent range, but I don't know. Whatever. <sighs> Yeah, I don't know what to do about that story. I'm wor- I'm I, really worried you know, about honestly, Ghostbusters. You know what I'm going to do? I'm, I'm just going to do nothing with the story. I'm just going to reserve judgment until the movie comes out. Yeah, I mean, I'm still going to see it. Well, we're going to see it no matter what. I mean, we kind of <laughs> have to. We're the ones with the stupid podcast. I know, right? All right, moving on. J.J. Abrams did an outline for Roger Rabbit sequel. Did you see this? Um, yeah, I <laughs> squeed a little bit when I saw this because I used to work for Disney. I love Disney. I love Roger Rabbit. You know what would have been interesting about this? This would remember that com- whole conversation we had about uh, why they should get rid of Toontown, and yeah, exactly. nobody remembers Roger Rabbit. If if Abrams like did a sequel now, yes, they wouldn't have to get rid of any of that. Well, there was actually a study done. I want to say four or five years ago, and it's just it was not cost effective mm. because for them to do a a uh, Roger Rabbit sequel the way they want to do it, it would have been a budget of like $250 million. Jesus. Okay. Which yeah. is like, that seems excessive. That's like Avengers. Yeah. That's, Avengers money. that's like Batman V Superman money. Yeah. But with them doing another space jam right now, it's yeah, space, possible. I'd much rather see a Roger Rabbit sequel than a space jam. Sequel. Oh, absolutely. But anyway, and, and as far as we know, we're, they're not getting rid of the Roger Rabbit right. It is no, but we were talking about right. if they close Toontown right. and blah, blah, but you know, we, we, we're going around here. Uh, okay. So I loved the crow and we talked about this, but, um, a while back, but there might not be a crow we- remake after all. Yeah. Which is funny because literally late earlier, this, this is very similar to the, uh, the Beetlejuice thing. Right. Cause literally, I think it was last week that said there may be a crow sequel. <laughs> and now they're saying a, it's, a remake and now they're not going to do it <laughs> or there may not be. Well, um, it's just like it's not only is it like an iconic. Uh, underground film, even though it's not really an underground film, but it's well, like a it's a cult film, right? Um, but just the the tragedy with uh, Jason Lee, right, uh, dying during filming, it's just Crazy. like it's that was part of what made it such an, a cult film. Right, you can't. I mean, I would hope nobody would try to mimic that. No, I hope not. Uh, well, you know, like I said, I love The Crow. I wouldn't mind seeing that happen again. I mean, and they've already had what two or three really bad sequels. Yeah, two, I think. Yeah. What else you got? Um, I thought this was really interesting. Was it Tom Holland mm. and uh, Barenthal, who uh, basically the, the new people who have been cast as Spider-Man and the Punisher. Punisher, yep. Uh, individually. Well, it turns out last year they were working on a movie together in in, in England. Really? And when they, came, when they heard that these roles were coming up and they both wanted to audition, they helped each other work on each other's audition tapes. No way. And so uh, they cool. submitted them both to Marvel and it was like, you know, it was just like, you know, this it's kind of uh, reminds me, I mean, we don't talk a ton about our, I mean, we talk a little bit of our personal lives, but I'm a Freemason. Yeah. Right. And one of the things that um, is like a, not a tenant, but it's like one of their slogans is uh, that just as iron forges iron, you know, you, it makes it stronger. Yeah. Man forges man. Right. Same sort of concept, right? This is the same thing. This is just two great actors 
helping each other get what it's like and they got there dude. it's gonna be great exactly it's just gonna help each other out and there was a story i didn't put in here that uh talks about uh superman uh, superman um holland spider-man being like the best thing yeah ever. everybody's loving it yeah. everyone that's seeing anything about it so i think that's cool okay well i'm sure this next story is going to be refuted next week anyways but, i hope uh, so because <laughs> it's going to keep up with what's happening i know well <laughs> todd mcfarland yep you know uh um, is teasing a R-rated Spawn remake, and I think that would be awesome. It's I would another love one to of those see characters that. that would do better as an R movie. I mean, it wouldn't make sense not to do it R. And um, if they're gonna do it right in twenty, you know, twenty sixteen and on and going on, I think it'd be great. Yeah, and I I, I really think that Deadpool has really shattered that mm-hmm. R-rated ceiling. That no, I'm with you, man. Because as it is right now, I mean, to get a mainstream movie to be R-rated, either has to be a heavy drama. Like say Passion of the Christ, right? Or a gross-out comedy like The Hangover, yeah. Or exactly. you know anything like that. You just don't. I mean, seriously, an R-rated superhero. I mean, Deadpool has just totally broken the mold on that, and it's really yeah, it's doing very well. Exactly, and it's still it's, it's really opening the door for possibly an R-rated Wolverine, an R-rated, right. you know, uh, Suicide Squad sequels, anything like that. Exactly. Um, J- also, Jason Fuchs, who uh, wrote Wonder Woman, which we just talked about, uh, got yep. wrapped, is taking a stab at a Lobo script. Hmm. And Lobo is uh, also lesser known, but very loved DC character that premiered in, in the mid-80s. And uh, it's really kind of interesting. And I guess uh, Dwayne Johnson has wanted to play Lobo in the past. Okay. Um, but it looks like Danny Trejo really wants hmm. to play it now too no one's That's talked cool. to either one well but but um and it looks like that they will try to tie uh lobo into the dcu nice man so uh my favorite thing of the week <laughs> this is great I mean, we talked about last week our favorite thing of last week was the new civil war trailer right and the best thing about it was you know iron man yelling under ruse and it's like and then all of a sudden responds to that oh my god that's exactly. amazing well this week somebody did a little fan edit and uh, change the ending for Spider-Man. Which is important. And uh, so uh, we highly recommend you watch it. it let's Don't just, spoil it for him. No, we won't. But let's just say... <laughs> Things happen. No! <laughs> yeah, it's great. It, uh, definitely check it out. It's hilarious. It, it is. It's really funny. And it's well done, too. It, it looks almost seamless. So. Totally. Um, now we've just got a little bit of uh, gaming news. Yeah. Um, it's kind of, you know, we're, we're a fan of our, our mobile games. Um, and, uh, one of the bigger ones that, that actually neither of us have played as far as you know is Avengers Alliance, mm-hmm. um, which seems very similar to Galaxy of Heroes, but yeah. just, uh, on a Marvel bent. Okay. Um, well, they're doing, a, uh, Avengers Alliance 2, which I think is scheduled to come out later in the year. Okay. Um, but Disney Interactive and Marvel Comics are actually teaming up to get it right. Neat. So this is cool. All right. So be checking that out. Awesome. And I threw these things in here. Um, VR, as we've talked about. The PlayStation VR. PlayStation VR. Which is what we sampled at Comic-Con last year. Right. And and I'm focusing just on the PlayStation stuff. There was some other news about some other VR. But um, it's already sold out in Europe on Amazon. Right. Okay. PSVR is what they're calling it. And PlayStation VR to sell 8 million units in 24 months, uh, said one analyst. So here's the thing. Um, this... There's some conflicting stories out there too. I saw some things about saying most people aren't interested in VR, but like I said, it was hard not to be into that. Well, when I we, think when the we biggest were, we issue is it. what a lot of people are considering VR is these things that are going on with mobile phones right now. Yeah. Where you put it on a box thing and it goes on your head and it's cumbersome and whatever. This is way beyond. Way beyond. We tried this at, at Comic-Con last year at the, uh, uh, the Nerd HQ right. uh, headquarters. And we tried uh, the uh, uh, London Heist. London Heist, which yeah, it was, was amazing. Brilliant. 
and you know we we talked about that after you know and definitely that's always a good thing to jump back to our older shows and listen to the stuff we talked about as far as comic-con but especially coming up to comic-con again but uh right now the uh psvr they're talking it's four hundred dollar price point uh which is definitely good compared to oculus which is about 600 and the other one vive which i'm not 100 familiar with um is 800 so i mean they're the price points right um, and from what we saw, I mean, obviously you probably, you have to have a PlayStation stuff already, but. Yeah, and actually, I believe it just works on top of the PS4. Yeah. And, oh my God, dude. It was so much fun. Like that three minutes I got was. Oh, seriously. I, I still think about it sometimes. It was great. Seriously. So good. It was really well done. So, um, that's just a little bit. Um, we'll come back to that when there's more news, but really, uh, I'm excited to see what happens with the VR wars that are ultimately going to come. Yeah, and it's going to be exciting. I mean, and we saw it at Comic Con last year where we demoed the PS4 version with with London Eyes, but uh, the Oculus thing with Walking Dead was huge yeah, last year. It really was, absolutely. Uh, All right, man. So last section, merch. Yeah, a little, little merch. bit of merch. Uh, Black Panther merchandise. Uh, the line from Marvel has been released, and uh, some pretty darn cool stuff. Yeah, uh, check that out. The one I'm excited about is uh, Funko Pop Marvel uh, Series Four has been. Uh, announced and uh it doctor has a strange. pretty darn cool doctor strange one dude oh, dude you're gonna be out. all over it because uh, it looks great oh check it out um so that's a good one and then uh they announced the captain america civil war legend series action figures you know okay. the little yeah yeah was it little three inch ones um they're they look pretty darn cool nice uh yeah man i'm excited i'm glad we popped in here real quick and 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 busted this out talk some pop culture so we're not too far behind and We'll come back next week with, um, Helicon stuff. Our first, our first, we're going to the first and it's our first, uh, Silicon Valley Comic Con. I'm excited about it. Yeah. And it's the first con of a, it's our first con of the season. Yeah. Our first con of the season and my first con outside of San Diego Comic Con. I know. And it's a, it's a entirely different beast going to a smaller con. I don't have, I don't have nearly as much anxiety as I do when I go to no. San Diego. Well, you're not dealing with a quarter million people. Right. And, oh. And, and a whole downtown district, yes. you know what I mean, which is crazy. Uh, but we will come back uh, very, very soon. And so by the time you're hearing this, we will be back, but we'll post this when we get back. And um, that's about it. That's it. So thanks for tuning in to The Usual Podcast. <laughs> we welcome all feedback. So if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, we're on Facebook, Google+, Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, and Tour Network. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at I am Will Griggs. We're on iTunes and Stitch Radio and Google Play. Please give us ratings, like us, share us, you know, retweet us, all that fun stuff. And audibletrial.com slash usualpodcast. Get a free audiobook on us. Patreon.com slash usualpodcast. Give us a buck or two an episode. We love that. Uh, support us help us do more cons we would love to do more and of course our supporters page has many other ways to support the show as well and um, unless you have anything else my friend um, I say we get packing uh, let's pack it up and get ready to get on the road <laughs> sweet we'll see y'all next week Late.